PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome to a new week, a new episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How are you guys doing out there? Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends. And, of course, Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATV street bikes, whatever the hell you have in your shop, garage, driveway, two, four, anything off-road, Rocky Mountain has it for you guys. But first, go to KieferIncTesting.com. Click on that RMATVMC banner, the only banner on the site. It's clean. It's no viruses on my site. It's awesome. And what that does, it kicks you back to Rocky Mountain site. You just continue to live your life, and we get a slice of that purchase, what you guys are doing. It does help us out. We are a free service, so the uh, only thing we ask of you guys is just to support, support our advertisers because they support us, and they support the sport. And not to mention, they have... Everybody on this show is has great products. We don't deal with half-assed shit or crappy products. It's all great stuff over here, so uh, make sure to support these guys. FXR Racing, you guys want to get some new gear? KKMX35 is the code to save right there. If you're a woman, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com is my email. I'll get you a special code, make you look better. There is some new summertime stuff coming out, Helium, Revo, and there is a new off-brand from FXR called FTA. Look for FTA at Loretta Lynn's on myself and Aiden Kiefer. There's going to be a little bit of a different spin. It's more of a, a fun type of brand from FXR. It's called Full Throttle Addiction. And that will be some different colorways and a whole different outlook on the gear situation from FXR. So that will be fun. So look for that here very soon. Phil Nicoletti will be in it at High Point Raceway this weekend. So if you like it, maybe uh, you get some. It's going to be on sale soon. So uh, hit me up if you have any questions about that. And the guys over at REP Suspension, Mark and the guys just went over there, uh, what is it today, Uh, yesterday, and picked up some stuff and uh, may or may not be testing some of that in Oklahoma in soft dirt, getting some Loretta specs. Um, But if you want your suspension better, more comfort, more performance, better hold-up, whatever it is, go to my website, look at that breakdown of how to talk to your suspension guy, and then call Mark or email him or go to the website, use the code KKREP, save yourself 100 bucks off a revalve, and uh, you're going to have a lot better time at the track with Mark and the guy's suspension underneath you. So go check him out, repsuspension.com. Power Motorsports Works Connection Lit Pro, Blood Lubricants, International Vet Motocross Association. Go ride with your homies. I have a homie in here today. We're going to talk about vet racing. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com. 
Decal Works, the official decals of Kieferink Testing, Alpine Stars, Oakley, and Polysport Plastics. Get your Polysport stuff over at Rocky Mountain ATVMC. All right, so we're here. We're going to do a special series over on racerxonline.com called The Road to Mammoth. It's going to be a three-parter. Uh, we recorded the first part last week, which is basically just like an introduction on what we're doing, who I'm doing it with, the loud mouth over here to my right, Eddie Larratt, <laughs> the Mandarin. The Mandarin. <laughs> and the Mandalorian is what it's called, by the way. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did. Oh. I, I knew what you were talking oh, about. Oh, I thought it was actually Mandarin. Yeah. Oh, no. My so, uh, my One of my nephews is all about that character. He's got all the little action figures. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I knew right away, but. So Eddie Laird is here. We're going to discuss some vet racing. Um, we had a show with Eddie in here talking about vet nationals and the, the things that he thinks about, and that was actually a really popular episode. I looked at the downloads, and that was really good. So I thought, why not make a spinoff on this to get Eddie back on the motorcycle, go for another race, because the last time you tried racing, it didn't go great, at least the big race. You've raced mm-hmm. since then, but um, – we're going to go race Mammoth Mountain Motocross, which was postponed until August 25th. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yep. It's usually right about now in June. It actually would be going on this weekend, right? Uh, next weekend. I thought it was the 18th. No, it's usually like that. No, okay. it could have been. I think it, it was. Been. I think Vet Weekend was this weekend, <clears throat> and then you'd have been practicing today. Correct. Yep. And then uh, the following week is the kids and, and amateurs yep. and pros. So, uh you got some more time to prep, so I thought, why not do some cool shit over on racerxonline.com? Follow Eddie around because we got some work to do. Um, let you guys in on what he's doing, his thoughts, his program, what bike he chose, uh, the parts we're putting on that bike. So we'll talk about that here, but you can also go check out the video uh, that should be up by the time this episode goes up. So you get best of both worlds. You can listen to us talk or check us out on video. But before we start, I want to tell a story about what happened yesterday. It's nothing to do with this podcast, but I just right. I just want to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's it's a it, it something happened to me yesterday at Glen Helen. So Aiden and I are starting to prep for Loretta Lynn's. So if you guys don't want to listen to this, you might want to forward it for five minutes or so. Uh, Aiden and I are prepping for Loretta Lynn's, so we decided, hey, we need to go to Glen Helen late, four o'clock. It's rough, shitty, and actually less people there. So we get there, and. Uh, you know, we get everything ready. We do a warm-up. And school's out, so there is some kids out there. I am very aware. I feel like I'm a self-aware person. If I if I screw up, I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. Um, but if I think I'm right, I'm, I'm going to try to tell you my side of the story. Plead your case. Yeah. So uh, Aiden and I are in our first moto. There are some kids out there, 50s, 60s, and older dudes. It's a mix of guys, but it's actually not as crowded as, as it is normally at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but nonetheless, there are just more kids than normal when we go in the morning. So I'm about four laps into our 25-minute moto, and I have some guy pointing at me, like getting in the middle of the track and pointing at me, and, and like you can tell like either yeah. – he, when I first came around, when he when I did this, I thought it was someone I knew. Right. And I just kind of head nodded him. Like, yeah. oh, what's up? So, and then the next lap, he was like in my shit again. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. Hold on there. <laughs> um, so, long story short, um, if you guys remember, I did like an Instagram post on what not to do if you're on an open practice day, how to politely rev your bike or... 
how to be an asshole and what the asshole rev sounds like. Um, so during this moto, I think maybe the third lap, I think it was a girl. There was a girl that I was getting around to go to pass, and she veered to the left before the start straight. So if you guys are familiar with Glen Helen, there's like a, um, a, a tunnel that goes up and down, and then you get on the start straight, right? So the people stand up there to watch, and this girl's going down that straightaway before the tunnel, and she went from the outside, came over a little bit on the left, and I'm over there, not didn't do anything, and then I went to go to the right to pass her before the tunnel, and then she kind of veered over there a little bit, and then she rode on the inside. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try going around that bowl turn. Right. Well, she went to go use the bowl. So she veered three times. So yeah. I gave the lady, if not a lady, I apologize. I thought it was. I gave her a whoop. Give her, a, rev. give her a rev, and then she moved out of the way, and I continued on with my life. And then the next three laps, I had this dude out in the track Oh boy. MFing me. I you know, so I, I get pissed. I right. I just start I go, you know what? I'm gonna find out what this guy's problem is. So in my moto, I flip a bitch on top of the tunnel, I come straight to him and I go, What's up? And then he starts to me, he's like, I I'm I'm heated, right? Because 'Cause I'm in my moto. Right. There is a, a truth statement called ten minute Vaj. Yeah. Like you're you got adrenaline going, yeah, and you got some dude poking at you. So I'm like, what the fudge? Yeah. So I ask him, what's up, man? I'm, I'm loud, right? Yeah. And he's like, dude, you know, there's other people that pay to ride out here, and you scared the shit out of that girl. You know, it's uncalled for. I lose it. Oh, shit. I lost it. And I go, lots of F-bombs, and I was loud, and I still have my bike running. And I go, do you even know the rules? What are you doing out here? Do you even know the rules? I'm pissed. Yeah, I know the rules. And then he continues and goes, yeah, I know who you are. You're a big deal, but that doesn't mean – and I go, I stop him. I go, no, I'm not a big deal. I, I can't even make a fucking lap in a national, so I'm nobody. That's yeah. what I said to him. And I start <laughs> – and and the guy's like, you know, it's jacked up. We pay just as much money to be out here. I go, are you riding? And he's yeah. like, no. So I go, I would even rev. I go, yeah. how did I rev? And he's like, what? And I go – did I do that? And I'm yelling at him. And he's like, no. And I go, I just gave her a, yeah, a like courtesy it, rev. Well, like you a scared, beep on the freeway. You scared her, dude. I go, would you rather me land on her and hit her? Yeah, or run her off the so, track? I wasn't going anywhere with this guy, and yeah. I didn't know if this guy thought I was going to fight him or not. And I wasn't. I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah. But I said, if you have a problem, man, come back to my truck. Let's discuss this. Yeah. He never came back to my truck. Yeah. So I flipped a bitch and bailed, but... Heather is over there in the corner watching this because she's timing Aiden and I's moto. Oh. So all of this went down within a lap because Aiden didn't come back around. So this was right. all happened within two minutes. Right. But if you're a guy at the track, it's a PSA here. If you're a guy or a mom or something and you see something questionable, instead of pointing at the person or flipping them off or doing something on the track while they're riding, right. it's best to not do that. One, you're not out there, so you don't know the situation. Right. Two, wait till that person is off the track. Maybe find out where they are, and then politely, yeah. if it if it really worries you, go and talk to them. Yeah. Don't sit there and assume you know what's going on. You know right. the situation. You know who I am. You don't know shit about me, dude. Right. And I am not that type yeah. of person. You're the opposite of what he I, thought. Exactly. Just because you get... Because of your speed, you get labeled. Well, and I this. think that bike is loud anyway. So anytime I, I rev the bike to right. land, people think I'm pissed off. 
Right. And it's not the case. Yeah. So I just thought that was a really funny thing. And then Heather was like, I thought it was really funny that Heather didn't even move. She just saw this all going down. <laughs> and she just sat back and watched. And then when I got back to the truck, she's like, well, that was entertaining. Yeah. And it, well, she knows that you weren't going to no. go any further than just. No, but Heather was like, I was waiting for him to do something, like punch you or push yeah. you off the bike. And I go, woo, if you would have did that. that. You know, that, that was one of the things that crossed my mind yesterday when you guys were going down there. That was the first. And I wasn't. I wasn't worried about you. Right. It's your kid. Because <laughs> your kid. My kid's your the one kid that loves it. Yeah, but I thought about that. I'm like, man, we're towards the end of when we usually are leaving 1.30-ish. You know, you get that second wave of all the yeah. parents that went to work at 5 in the morning. They're off, and now they want to take their kid riding. And, and, yeah, I mean, I do the same thing with, you know, the Forkners and all this stuff. When I mean, not Forkner. He's never done it. But, you know. Um, Who was it, Jet Reynolds? Reynolds and uh, Ryder D and those guys, they come up. And, and it it does throw you off a little bit, but I, I'm a decent rider. I know how to hold my line. Right. But when they come into a single rut and they just hang like, on. Where do you thing, want me to go? It, yeah. I'm not pulling off the track because I did pay to ride here. Right. And, and so I, I knew that was might have been an issue because. But, and here's the thing. I would never even have gave her the whop. Had she not been, if it wasn't Beard, like I just yeah. hold your line. That's all. And if I don't even think that guy was her dad, I think it was just just a ch- random, yeah, dude. Yeah. And if you're her father, or maybe she's old enough to drive herself, right. don't put yourself out there if you're not ready to right. kind of learn those basic things. That's a main yeah. track. Learn those basic things on the vet track. That's why most and, of these facilities have the multi tracks. And then bring that over the main once you you feel confident. And if a rev scares you. You may want to think about not going over there. Right. Especially when there's other bigger bikes out there. That's all I'm saying. You got to be self-aware yourself. And right. I'm not some asshole just trying to take you out. I would never do that. But I don't, if you're veering back and forth, I might rev at you to say, hey, right. hold your line. And, and if it does scare the shit out of you, good. Maybe that'll wake you up a little bit. Right. God, I, I was really pissed, yeah. dude. The guy's oh, like, just seems odd. like you're more escalated than me. And I go, yeah, because you're pointing at me and getting in my shit every lap. Yeah, I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was mad. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Anyway, that's that. Get out of the way. PSA all right. out. <laughs> uh, all right, so Road to Mammoth, up on RacerXOnline.com um, by the time this thing comes up. All right, so first of all, we picked the 2023 KX450 SR. For you to race. One, because you love Kawasaki's. That's what you had before you started doing stuff with me. That's what you bought. You like that. You feel at home at that. Um, you like Mammoth. Yep. Why? The opposite of you. <laughs> Why? I, I I like Mammoth because of its environment. Yeah, yeah, I get okay? that. Okay. The dirt bike race. I mean, if you ask me about the track. Right. The track's terrible, I think. I mean, it's, it, got, it's, it's got some Terrible cool, is a strong word. Right. It's, it's not great. It's got some good features to it, and it, and a majority of the track, it's pretty tight. You know, you're in and out of trees. If you've never seen Mammoth before, it's basically in a forest. It's flowy. Yep, but it does have flowy. It's carved out of the side of a hill, half of it. So, But for me, it's all about the atmosphere. Right. You're up in Mammoth, so yep. it's a high elevation. So it brings the best out of your fitness, who, who did the most work. It's 100% family-oriented. They have shuttles that go back and forth from the track to and from because you're only taking one vi- one vehicle in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically my wife and my kids, they sleep in. They don't come for any of the practice stuff. They mosey over the shuttle. They truck in. Cooler's already there. So 
I just like the atmosphere because I turn it into a family vacation. Right. When I did it last year, I went up. Uh, last time I went, I went Tuesday. So, and I felt this year, I want to go a little bit longer. I want a little more fresh, fresh, fresh air up there. Yeah. And so we're actually going up the Sunday before. Okay. So we'll have a solid five days before kind anything even out. starts. Yeah. yeah. Just, just acclimate, you know, and then take my kids fishing, a little hiking, and uh, just have a family vacation before we go into the racing. So that's that's why I pick Mammoth. So usually, I don't know if this is a bad or a good thing, I try to get most of my friends that are doing stuff with me to have goals, right? And I've talked about this on the show, on the Pulp Show. As you get older, you do a lot for other people. You have kids, you have a wife, and, and that's just part of life. It's part of just being an adult and growing up. But also... At some point in time, maybe you get lost in that stuff, and then you don't do stuff for yourself, which leaks into your life, and then you maybe become more of an asshole, or you're short. So I believe in, in goals and trying to have something that you can obtain and do that makes you happy, and then have a carrot to chase to try to um, satisfy that, that competition hunger, so to speak. For me, at least, i got to have one to two of those a year, or else I feel lost. So when we talked about doing this, I was like, okay, set yourself up. What do you want to do? Pick a race. Last year it was the Vet Nationals, but we already know how that went, right? So this year it's Mammoth Mountain. You're familiar with the track. You're back on a bike that you that you like. Um, so the goal situation, are you, are you driven that way, or is that just something you're adopting because you're around me, or how is that? No, I, I always – I always have goals and expectations for anything. Yeah. You know, as you know, I have a lot of hobbies. Right. I don't just ride. Yeah. Bikes. You're way different than me. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, and that sometimes it helps me stay focused because I'm a guy that gets like burned out on things. So if I go mm. gung ho on one thing, right. then I burn out and then it's over. I mean, it, it. it usually could end in four weeks. Yeah. So with, with me, you know, enjoying golfing, enjoying cycling, mountain biking, you know, I have, I'm an extremely competitive. I'm not a professional, but I have a lot of high qualities at racing RC cars, setting RC cars up. So I have a lot of sponsors. So when I feel like my motocross burnout happens, I, I go to the motor to the RC because yeah. I still get that same adrenaline racing those cars. Hmm. So it helps me kind of divvy my time up a little bit. So now that we're kind of getting in the window of everything for for the race. You know, I, I kind of put those things away a little bit and solidly focus on training, eating, and riding motocross. So you're able to focus in for two months and get it and do what you need to do. Yeah. Okay. Because, my, hold on, let me set this up. You might be ADD out there listening to this. I feel like you have that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, Eddie can't sit still. Going on a road trip with Eddie is very tough for me because I'm a, I'm a pretty calm dude besides at Glen Helen last, right. yesterday. Yeah. Uh you can't sit still. No. Like, it's tough for you right you now. You saw Wednesday. You saw Kawhia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you guys out there, I think this will help you and your AD. It gives you something to look forward to. You wake up and you have a drive. That's how I'm built. Like, yeah. you get older, and I guess, I don't want to say less things mean to you. Like, I only have a few things that I really want to do well, right? Right. And everything else, I'm just, it's more of work. Right. Or relaxing. So... For me, waking up with a purpose really helps me have a great day yeah. or week, you know? So 
for you guys out there that are, are similar, and you, I get a lot of you through my email, try to set yourself up with one goal to two goals a year, whatever it is. It could be dirt bikes. It could be whatever it is. It's like Eddie said, if it's an RC car, if it's golf, or whatever. Obviously, you're listening to the show, so you're into dirt bikes. It could be a local race. Like, hey, man, I need to get in shape. I need to lose weight, which we'll talk about. Like, it just could be some random local race. Just mark it on the calendar, hang it up in your house, and then put a bullseye around that, and then work towards that. And then go to that race with the mindset saying, hey, I did everything I could. Obviously, you're a blue-collar guy. You only can do so much. But do everything that you can to succeed on that day. And then when you leave, hopefully you succeeded and you feel good about your accomplishment. Or a failure isn't bad at at all for me. I've learned this over the years being older. I cared more about failing when I was younger. I was scared to. Right. And I I I feel like when I was younger I cared about what other people thought of me more than I do now. So I'm like, "Oh, Kiefer sucks." Like he went out and sucked. And like when I was racing Supercross, I just thought about everyone watching me. Oh my god, if I fall, people are watching me. Right. So hopefully you get older and you don't really give a shit about that, but you learn from failures. If you don't have failures, you don't succeed. And you're going to have 10 failures, 20 failures, before you actually accomplish something that you want to do. And then yep. it just makes it that much sweeter. Yep. So it's kind of why I created this whole thing, this video, and, and with you. I feel like this is fun for me to see you try to do something you want to do. Right. And you involve your family, and you have the tools needed to get the job done. So... I, I think it's a really cool aspect of, of living, and not a lot of people do that. You think it's normal? It's not normal. Yeah. People don't do that. Right. People just kind of wake up, I got to go to work, Yeah. come home, drink beers, and I got to go to sleep. Yep. It's sad. I, I know a lot of people, man, that just, they, they don't have hobbies. They don't, there's nothing, like you said. They just, the problem in, in California is, you know, everyone has to work all these hours to afford to live here. Right. Because a mediocre job barely cuts it. And then, you know, our travel from where we are, if you're going down the hill and back, you're say you work an eight-hour day, it, it's a 10- to 12-hour day with travel. You don't want to do anything when you get home. You just want to sit on the couch and have a beer or a whatever, a Coke or a eat G- dinner. And, yeah, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you know, it, and so having th- this type of lifestyle that we live, yeah, it helps us remind remember, like, there's so much other things out there for yourself, your mental state to do you know whether like i said it's all these hobbies and it's i'm so thankful and lucky that i get to do what i do on a daily basis for work and my hobbies and play and my you know have my kids the support i get from my family dude is unreal like you'll see it all starts there dude yeah you'll see um there's there's a lot of pictures that i that i keep in my phone yeah from mammoth that i did in 2019 when i won the first moto having my kids there supporting yeah that's huge Dude, you could, I could wrap that whole day up right there, and you'd be get good. my truck and drive home and just like, yep. man, that was worth it. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff around my house, just me and my family hugging after races or seeing Aiden succeed and having, like, those yep. moments is what you hold, right? It, and that is from having goals and doing it and working hard at something, right? You don't get those feelings right. unless you try to do it, right? And those are so worth it. Those will actually out. I don't know. For me, like, those special moments, they're few and far between. There's more failures than there are of those moments. Yep. Probably if I had all those things in my phone, 
there'd be a shit ton more failures in my phone. Yeah. But those little bits and pieces of, of success is worth all the failures. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to little talk a little about the training aspect. Um, you have more time than the other, obviously, guys working 9 to 5. I was on the Moto 60 show last week with Steve, and a guy called in and said, hey, man, I pour concrete for a living. Yep. How, I know you, you talked about burnout before the Nationals and how you get through it. What do you do? And I and I didn't really have a, a, a for sure 100% answer for him because, obviously, his job's way harder than mine. Granted, it's relative because I ride a lot, and I get burned out in a different way than he is. He's burned out physically and probably right. mentally and he just wants to know how do i get my ass up to go riding so you have a little bit more time so how do you get your ass up to go riding yeah so my my program obviously is a little bit different than that gentleman's you know i'm a salesman so as long as i have a phone and a computer i work from home um every day pretty much of the week uh my my job allows me freedom so i'm i'm an early bird so i'm i'm usually Without an alarm clock, between 3 and 3.30, I'm up. Right. So the way my program works, um, especially for Mammoth, uh, I'm going to set my goals for up at 3.30, eat breakfast, do some stretching, get my body loosened up, and then uh, usually to the gym by 4. The gym, my, pro, my gym program, which is designed by my wife's cousin, he did it for me in 2019. It's what I'm going to follow before, but uh, he's, an, he's an MMA fighter. He has a lot of – he used to actually work with Blake Wharton, and then back in the day he trained those kids. So he knows the motocross scene a little bit. So um, And it ain't nothing elaborate. It's very, very simple. Right. Some core stuff, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, you know, just things using your body. Um, but I, that's kind of my weakest point. I don't like gyms. Mm-hmm. I don't like – it's hard for me to get motivated to go to a gym because there's all these other people. You got to try to find the equipment – so I try to do a lot of home stuff, a lot of things on my own. I have weights at home. I have dumbbells, nothing like what you have, but I do have what I need. So I, you know, I'm trying to do more um, kind of like a rhino-ish, yeah. more centralized core-based workouts. I don't want to lay on a bench press and just put up weights. or right. do, I want to engage. I feel like my legs are good. I feel like. My shoulders and my biceps. You need cardio where you're going. I I need core intense workout. Yeah. I need stuff that is attacking my core. Right. Because in motocross, it's 95% of it. Sitting up, sitting down, getting your weight off your arms and your legs, doing everything and using your core. And that is the weakest part of my body. If there was some, if, if, if I had the genie in the bottle and they said, hey, what you could change tomorrow, what do you want? Give me a set, give me a core. Right. I don't need a six pack. I don't need to look like you. Genie says you got to give up DPs though. What are you gonna do? I know it's tough, man. It's like <laughs> that's my caffeine or my sugar that you know keeps my day going because I've been up since three three thirty. Yeah, right. And 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 know, look at and this is real life. This isn't. I'm not here, sitting here doing this podcast. Say, All right, guys, you got to cut out sugar. Look, at, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. We're older. You're, you you got what you got. You're going to eat what you're going to eat. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to eat because I don't eat good. Yeah. But, like, I just put the work in that needs to be done, and hopefully that works, right? We're yeah. vet riders. It's not yeah. it's not a, it's not going to be an Alden Baker training program. There's things that we can do. You guys know what they are. You know what's good or bad to eat. Yep. Everything in moderation. Yep. For me, the key thing is 
we're going to talk about the weight loss. But for you vet guys is just set something reasonable up. If you work a nine to five, if you can ride one day a week on the weekend, do that. And then try to work one to two days stretching. That's the most important thing. I had this on the show the other day. It's like you have to stretch. As we get older, we tighten up. Everything kind of goes into the ball, like right our hunchbacks or our backs are tired or hamstrings are tight. If you guys just sat there and stretched and just did sit-ups and just balance work, if you can't ride during the week, that's what is really going to help you on a motorcycle. Trust me. Yep. And then just try to do that two days a week, and you can do that at home. You don't need to go to the fucking gym. Yeah. And then that'll kind of bump start you when you're on your bike. Sure, you're still going to get tired when you get on your motorcycle because you're working all week, but it'll actually shorten the program up a little bit. If you didn't do that, it might take you four months, yeah. but now it might take you three months because you're actually working a little bit. So, yeah, that that's honestly one of my biggest hang-ups. I don't stretch at all. Dude, Nothing. you got to stretch, man. Yeah. So we rode Wednesday, right? Because you feel this, like you're not doing anything. We did this vin- video on Wednesday, right? right? And then I get up this morning to go ride with the group in my neighborhood, and 20 minutes into the ride, I'm like, God, my back already hurts. My neck hurts. My legs are so sore, and I'm like, yeah, because you went road Wednesday, right. got up at 3 a.m., went on a job walk, which I walked, you know, miles on this building I'm looking at for mm-hmm. my air conditioning job. And I'm like, you never sat down for one second and put back into your body what it gave you. You know, you need to stretch out a little bit. I have one of the, you know, the Foam massager roll. things, you yeah. know, the things just, I've never used it, you know, and it's like, I'm not it's, doing the right things to keep my body going in the right direction. Correct. So when you get older, you have less time. Certain things matter, especially for dirt bikes. I'm I'm going to be 47 here in in a couple of days. Things that work for me is I stretch and do a lot of balance work. If I can't lift a weight or if I can't do cardio, stretching and balance work is yeah. the best thing for me on a dirt bike because you need balance, right? Right, and you need to be loose in case of. Yep. Because in case of happens a yep. lot with dirt bikes, especially when you get older. Um, and then the third thing, if you guys can, is just eye work. Uh, I've learned this maybe in the past year or so, just doing some hand-eye movements to kind of help your reflexes because as we get older, that gets a little bit slower, and you're not riding as much. So when you start riding, you go out on your local track on a Saturday morning or whatever, shit might come at you really fast because yep. you haven't ridden. So hand-eye work will help pick that up. Yep. So make it easy. Make, up t- make it obtainable for you guys to do it. Make it fun, but stick to it. Two days a week, one day on the bike. If you can get two days on the bike, awesome, because that's what really is going to matter for arm pump. Yeah, you know? don't and don't whatever you do, because I've done it in the past. Don't come like this year for Mammoth. Same thing. Don't come in with you know this full head of steam. Yeah. When you really haven't been doing much, right? Because you will burn out right away. Right. So ramp yourself into your program. Come in at a steady pace. And then as you feel yourself getting stronger, increase, increase, increase. And then prior to the race, you know, you will kind of want to back it down a little bit for full recovery. I'm guilty of it as well, guys. So I'm, I, I train quite a bit with Aiden, right? So I piggyback a lot what Aiden does because I like to spend time with Aiden and we train together. Obviously, he's 17. I'm not. So he recovers a lot faster. So he's <laughs> a little bit more sprightly in the morning. And I'm like, woo. Man, let's 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 wait till about noon and we'll go. Let me know. Can we get this coffee down yeah, first? Exactly. So uh it's it's important to at least try to keep up on the things that you need to keep up on. I learned this from Mike Brown is 
the minute you stop doing something is when you get old. Yep. Mike is really good about keeping active. If he's not riding, he's doing something. Right. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes I get up and I'm like, I don't want to fucking ride my yeah. bicycle today. Yep. You know, I just rode yesterday. But it actually does help me in the long run when I get home. Yeah, once you get halfway in the ride, you're like. I might be suffering halfway in the ride, but at least when I'm done unclipping and coming home or whatever, gym work, whatever it is that you're doing, you will feel better about yourself. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with this episode. Stay tuned. Seven minutes of your life. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your Uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050 to me 1040 is a great weight. check it out barracuda blood series um it's been through baja 1000 the 500 mint 400 vegas torino all of our test bikes here 100 percent synthetic oil it's great stuff uh you put it in and i run about two and a half engine hours i take it out and man it still comes out pretty damn clean so you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there. That actually flexes. 
So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Band on my Yamahas. There is a brand new band that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months 
all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and having some fun get some gate drops. We are back with the show. That wasn't so bad, so thanks for doing it. Hanging tight. We love it. On with the show. You know. So, so some of my best bicycle rides or some of my best days going riding motocross, I didn't want to do it that day. Yeah. So I didn't want to go on that bike ride that day. But then once you get out there, you're like, oh, this isn't I think it bad. has to do with some of the, a, a sense of accomplishment, too. Like you knew you didn't want to, but you did it, so it's satisfying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You uh, This sport – it, it puts your mind in check big time. Yeah, it helps. So you, you. have to, I think Lance Armstrong said it many years ago, your, mind, closer. your yeah. mind will fail yeah. before your body will. Yeah. So course. if you can start to control your mind in, in whatever, whether you're training or you're riding, yeah. you, you find those little pieces that just keep driving you to the next check mark. Correct. So I, I, that's, I have a lot of little things, mental um you know, things that flash in my head that, like, dude, like today on my bicycle ride, like I told you earlier, yeah. I knew 20 miles in I was done. Right. I'm not going to make this ride. And uh, I just kept telling myself, well, just get to the next turn and then get to that turn. and, and Take it chunk by chunk. Yeah. yeah. Quit quit looking at this 40-mile bicycle yeah. ride that I'm Don't. riding with guys that are way better than me. There's a saying, too, you can't swallow an elephant. You got to bite it one bite at a time. Correct. Right. And that's what I did today, you know, and. Next thing you know, I'm at home with 1,300 feet of elevation climbed and 33 miles in. Right. And 20 minutes into that bike ride, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to make this. All right, so we got to lose weight? Yep. What are we going to? We're at 233 right now? So right this morning, I weighed is 236. Oh, we're at 233. 236. I went to... Uh, Hold on a second. Hang on. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings last night. After the video? I had a couple margaritas. You just talked on the video. <laughs> I had a couple margaritas with my wife. Oh, my God. I took my kids to a movie. I might have ate a hamburger. Transformers? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that was my one, like, you know. That's I, your I, last hurrah? Not, no, no, because I can't <laughs> do that. That's That'll be my biggest hitch in my giddy-up, is if I say, only this one, I can only do it this time, and then no. You said it earlier. It's moderation. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to cut off... I have to be realistic. Right. There's times where I'm going to be on job sites and driving from job to job. Right. Six, seven, eight, ten-hour days. You're, you're screwed. I, yeah, yeah, I can bring my food, right. but I'm not eating cold chicken. I'm not eating cold rice. I'm not eating crappy salads. Right. You know, if I have to stop at a um, Chipotle or a Jersey Mike's or whatever, gra- we're going to stay realistic. Okay. So, but between my cycling program and, and my diet at home, the right. days, which is... Ninety percent is going to be on my home program. We'll be fu- we'll be okay. But yeah, I, I've had this goal for a while. So two thirty six. We want to get down to what? My goal. My goal is to be in the low two hundreds. So two ten. So, so I I want to cut off at about two hundred five. Dude, that is a lot of weight. It is a lot of weight. But I like I, I talked to my wife's cousin Chris at Next Generation, and I was like, Hey, here's the days. Here's the parameters. He's like, What you're doing because. 
with your riding and your in your cardio training, you have to eat carbs. There is a non you can't go right. You need energy. You can't go on these vegan diets or you know these um, ketos. Yeah, you're, you'll bonk. You're not going to have any power, and you're not going to be able to perform as a motocross track or cycling. So you you have to stay with carbs in your body in moderations. No carbs for dinner. You know, no burritos for dinner. Right. It's a salad with chicken and stuff like that, which is fine. But I, I yeah, my the numbers specked out um, where it was roughly around three pounds a week I needed to lose. Okay. So obviously, the beginning part of it would come off a little quicker, mm-hmm. and then as I got the, the lightest I've weighed in my, in you know in my higher thirties, low forties, was around about two. 21 ish. Oh, so this will be the light for you then. Yeah. So this is going to be the lightest I've been. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not set. I don't want to set a number because if I start chipping away at it and say, I get down into the 15s and I feel weak, I don't feel good on the motorcycle. Uh-huh. I don't want to get there. Right. I want to get to where I feel comfortable on a motorcycle. I feel strong on the motorcycle for my motos. Right. I don't care what the scale says. What I want to reduce is my body fat. Okay. That's what I'm looking at more of is if I'm still at a 228, yep. but my body fat's down to like 15% or 18%, I would say right now my body fat percentage is probably close to 35, 40%, really? which is high. Hmm. I mean, I'm going off what it was many years ago, but I feel like my body looks the same. Okay. So my body fat percentage is what I'm more keeping an eye on than the number. Okay. Because if I do a lot of core workouts, let's in just gym, let's just put two twenty. I feel like it's thirteen pounds, right? Yeah, we're gonna put two twenty. Yep, we're gonna hold you accountable for at least two twenty, just because I feel like two twenty is a good number. That's thirteen pounds, right? That's yep. a, that's a reasonable amount of weight. Yeah, if you get lower, great, great. Okay, so these are the reasons why I have this podcast too, so we can hold him accountable. Eddie at keyforinktesting dot com. Check in on his ass because <laughs> I might not be able to. And just make sure DPs are minimal. Yeah. Cheeseburgers are minimal. But just like what he said, man, you guys out there listening, you're like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna have a goal. I'm going to do a race. I just met a guy yesterday at Glen Helen, rolled up to me and said, hey, man, I got back into riding because of you. You helped me. He's on a Suzuki. He bought a Suzuki for four grand. I'm able to go ride. I have a family, you know, and this is why we have to have Suzuki in our sport because – there's a price point motorcycle that this guy now can go ride and afford it and have fun. He has a goal. He's racing this weekend at an over-the-hill gang race. Like, it's awesome. These are why – this is why we have this show, to get you guys motivated to to watch Eddie hopefully do well up at Mammoth. And most of all, to try to keep everyone riding dirt bikes. It's, it's helped me and my psyche over the last 20 years, you know. I hate it at times. Hate is a strong word. I dislike it at times yeah. because I'm burned out. Yep. But then I look back, it might last a day, and then I'm like, uh, man, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. And I can then I drive somewhere, I'm like, guys pouring concrete or, you know, laying tile or something. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's real. You got to call somebody to right. come work on your house, and you're exactly. like, screw that. Right. Um, all right. So the bike. Tell us about why the KX450 SR, the reasons why you chose that bike. Uh, well, and use it as a as a as a testing per, like maybe these guys maybe want one. Why? Right. Yeah, so obviously that's what I raced there before. Yep. I've, I've owned Kawasaki's. I have a long history with Kawasaki's, so that's always my number one choice of bike. But 
in this part of keyframe testing, I get the privilege of riding all these different bikes. Yep. Okay, everything that we've been riding lately is that seems to be a pretty aggressive, harsh chassis. Um, and I that's not the correct bike for Mammoth, right? Mammoth is hard pack, you know, choppy, uh, does dry out quite a bit. So having the rigid motorcycle is probably the worst <laughs> thing for you. If you guys aren't familiar with Mammoth, there is a back straightaway that goes up the hill for days. <laughs> and it gets jacked up, like yeah. square edge whoops. Potholes. Yes. Well, when I went 2019, they had to prep that hill midday. Oh, they did prep it. was it. so bad that they actually took a dozer out there and had to fill some of the holes in because you'll get the shadows from the trees. Yeah. So you can't see these things. Oof, and, I mean, these are – some of these things will flip you right over the bars, bars of your motorcycle if you're not ready for them. And it's a fast first corner. Yeah. Yeah, it's very high speed. Yeah. Kind of tapers up the hill, so – yeah, Kawasaki was was my choice, you know, a very forgiving motorcycle, um a very controllable front end. It's not overpowering. Um so that that was my choice. So when Kawasaki said, "Hey, we have an SR available for this um video mm-hmm. and this what you're going to do." I thought, "Well, this is great. Look, decent amount of more power." Yep. So that's good because most people don't know the peak of that mountain is 8,000 feet. Oh yeah. So your motorcycles do lose a lot of of horsepower so i thought well that's great more horsepower um very forgiving motorcycle uh very good on the starts because it is a concrete start so it doesn't have that immediate just explosive power Mm -hmm. so you can get off when i went when i raced there in 19 i started third in the first moto uh started in second gear and i rounded that corner in second and i was like whoa that has been the other than the qualifier at Milestone. That'd been the first time I'd raced in fifteen years. Okay. First first time I'd taken off a concrete gate. So I was like and everyone's telling me going there, like, hey, you know, Cowie's slow and elevation and this and that is concrete. You're not gonna get a good start. The technique overpowered yeah. what what attributes they said the motorcycle of course, didn't have. Right. So I felt like, wow, this was good, you know, and I had one guy, um I actually lost a couple spots at the top of the hill, went back forth, anyways, worked my way back. By the time I hit the green flag, I was already in the lead, and I set sail, and it was over with. So it was it was good. So I tasted it, right? Mm-hmm. I tasted victory there. Second moto was kind of the same thing. I had a good start. Ended up colliding with a rider on the first lap, and I broke my foot. That was the end of that, that trip was over. But the Kawasaki was good to me up there. It was a very good motorcycle. Jeremy McGrath's been going there for years on that chassis. You know, there's good people to lean on for information. Team Green brings their whole program out there. Yep. Mechanics to help, parts availability. It's second to none, you know? So I'm like, yeah, thanks to the guys at Kawasaki, Brad and them for giving me this opportunity. And they're very involved in it. When yep. we went to Wednesday to the the SR deal, Brad sat down with me. He's like, if you need anything, if you have any issues with the bikes, you want to work with the guys, let us know. We're here to help. So for me, I just felt like, man, it's hard to beat Team Green support. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. If you're you're looking, especially if you're a bigger dude like Eddie and you want a stable machine, it's hard to beat the SR. If it wasn't for a YZ450 on my own time, I would probably ride an SR just because it's stable, has a good engine like Eddie says. It's not the best cornering bike, but I don't want a really good cornering machine. I'd rather have a stable machine, and I will help it corner. Right. I'd rather do that. And... um there is a couple caveats. It's like, is Kawasaki the most reliable bike? No. But the SR 
to me, I've ridden it some, and I feel like it's a lot better than the standard version, you know, KX450. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that is the reason why we, you know, collectively we kind of said, yeah, that's a great bike for you. You know it, and it's stable. It's mammoth. You got a little bit more power. Team Green support. They're there every big amateur national that I've been going with Aiden. Um, they're willing to help you. <clears throat> Shit, you can go to your dealer and sign up for Team Green support, and you get a great deal on a motorcycle. Yep. Like, there's just a lot of great help within Kawasaki, and I think they do it the best as far as contingency and helping amateur riders spend yep. less money to go racing. For sure. Um, so we're going to ride the KX450 SR. We're, right now, all we have on the bike is a pair of Pro Taper Fusion uh, bars, some grips. What else? Uh, shock Therapy did the suspension, suspension. for Eddie. Yep. Obviously, the, the, now the SR comes with Showa and not KYB. Uh, which for me in stock form isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I really liked the KYB stuff last year on the SR, but the Showa stuff isn't that far behind in comfort. Usually, you heard me talk about this on the show, Showa usually has a little bit more performance and less comfort, but I feel like Showa did a great job of valving this this bike. It's a little firmer, but not as firm as last year's KYB, and it has decent comfort. So, if you guys are wondering, hey, I have a KYB SR, how, how good is the Showa SR? It's not that far behind in the comfort realm of things, the suspension. Yeah. But you're 230. Yep. You've got to have different springs. Yep. You're a guy, Shock Therapy. Steve? Steve, yep. Steve over at Shock Therapy did that for Eddie, so we have that. This bike probably will evolve. I know Eddie. It's like we said, he has ADD. He can't sit still, yeah. and that goes with motorcycles. Yep. So you probably will. If you're up at Mammoth Vet Weekend, you might see Maybe more carbon fiber on the motorcycle, a little bit more pro circuit pieces on the motorcycle. Chances are there'll be uh, wheels on the motorcycle. So this thing will evolve over time. We're going to tell you what we did, why we did it, and how this whole thing ends up, good or bad. If the bike blows up, we're going to talk about it. If the bike doesn't blow up and is awesome, we're going to talk about it. I told Kawasaki this at the beginning of this. Hey, man, if something happens and it's not our fault, even if it is our fault, I want to talk about it. Right. I don't want to be like, all right, man, we rode and Eddie did this whole thing and they give us another bike because we've had problems or something. Right. I want everyone needs to know about it. Yeah. So transparent over here. Um, <laughs> I, I can't say that I have been transparent in the past when I was at Dirt Rider Magazine. Things are like swept under the rug and just – don't want to do that this time. So uh, Eddie's a straight-up dude, and so am I, so we're going to try to give you every bit and bits and pieces of this whole thing. There's only going to be three episodes of this online over at racerxonline.com. Here, we'll do three podcasts. We'll wrap it up at the end of Mammoth. Part two, I'm going to use some of that family aspect in the video. I'm going to get with uh, Eddie's family. I want to talk about the wife dynamic because for me, as I know, the home life is very important to even make this shit happen. If the home life shit, this ain't happening. Yep. It's not happening. It's a nightmare. I have so many friends that the wives are a nightmare and they can't do certain things and it, it fucking blows my mind. So Jill, your wife is a very understanding, very cool woman. And I want to get that part of that, that story too, because it, it's just not Eddie doing this. It's a whole team effort with, yep. with the family too, you know? She's got to take off work. You've got to take off work. You're going to go up there for a week. She has to support her man. She has to stress out about her man. You know, Heather's that way with Aiden. She can give two shits about me, but she has life insurance, so she's good. 
Hey, how'd you do? Oh, I just raced. Oh, no shit? You just raced? Yeah, I won. Oh, no shit. All right, cool. We Uh, got some food if you want to eat. When's Aiden's moto? Uh, Basically a big F you to uh, Chris right there. (laughs) Team Aiden is what it's all about over here. Uh, So we're going to do that in part two and then update you on the bike and update you on Eddie's training. So it's a little follow along here. So how do you feel? Do you feel stressed out? No. Do you feel I, like I, oh no. shit, people are going to be watching me more now? No, I. This is uh, this is good for me. Okay. Checks good. and checks and balances is good. Yeah. I actually like uh, you know when a lot of the mechanical side of keyframe testing gets forwarded to me. Yeah. And and I like it because I like I want to I tell these people here's what I would recommend, but please write back. Yeah. Let me know if it wasn't that and it was something else. I like to know because that. You had to learn it, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is the same thing, like. I want people to check in, like, hey, man, how's it going? Right. Oh, hey, there's a video, dude. We're out hammering at Glen Helen, or me and you are out, you know, cycling or right. mountain biking, you know. So I, I'm I'm pumped. You know, I'm really, I'm really excited. that I'm happy that you guys decided to do this with me because this, like you said, holds me accountable. Right. There's a lot of things that are going into this. I mean, it's we have training. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people helping me with my off-bike training. Obviously, I ride with you all the time, so you help me with all my technique, which is a disaster. So it's not as bad as you think it is. I I know, but it's just having guys like you that I I look up to. You're in my age realm. Like I sit there and watch. I always come back with my lip pro, and I'm like, Kiefer, man, he's freaking 14 seconds a lot faster. <laughs> like if you think about that in two minutes, you went 14. Like how do I get closer to that? And yeah. I chip and I chip yep. and I chip. And I'll never get there because I'm not going to take the risks. Never say never. That you're willing to take. Yeah, that's true. So I know where my cutoff boundary is. Right. But I mean, just putting together gear. Yeah. Like you know, we ha- I have awesome deal with FXR, obviously, 6D. The guys at CTI, you know, I was able to test the CTI three, so I have yep. some of the best knee braces. It's your day. Alpine Star boots. Hundred percent goggles. Like all these guys have <laughs> all helped. All this come together because yeah. look at uh, man. I tip my hat to all these blue tar- blue collar guys that walk into these chaparral chaparrals and go, "Hey, Rocky Mountain ATV I, MC, yeah, Rocky Mountain ATV." I mean, I I still buy a lot of stuff. So do be- I from those guys because I'm trying to buy chains. Look, you 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 think just because you get a deal at FXR or Alpine Star, these things take time to show up. Yeah, they take time to ADD get kicks in and. Man, if I could go to Rocky Mountain ATV and place an order through your website. It makes me so mad. It's here in two days. It, so I yell at Eddie a lot. He will, I will, he will say, hey, you think I can get this because he has a video coming up with me? I go, yeah, let me, let me get that for you. So I will ask my guys, and they say, yep, no problem. What are you doing? We tell them what we're doing it with. Yep, I'll ship it. Uh, two days later, hey, man, I, got, I already got this. Man. Don't worry. I'm like, What? What the fuck? Can't you wait four days? You yeah. can't wait. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now we're we're this is a lot of people are helping. Yeah. You know, and and it's just do it for fun though. Don't let all it. that stress you out. You know, oh, for sure. No one like I always tell people in the grand scheme of things. I tell my kid this: no one gives a shit besides you and your family. Yeah. That's it. Like if you go up there and shit the bed, I'll be like, hey, what happened? And you tell yeah. me, and I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. What I mean, what it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It matters to you and your family. Yep. And that's who it should piss off. Yeah. Like, I, I had a proud dad moment the other day, and I walked out to the trash and put the trash out. And Aiden's 
second place Loretta Lynn qualifier trophies are in the trash. And I come in the house and I go, why did you put those in the trash? He's like, I don't want to fucking see those things. I'm like, yeah. I have a proud dad moment. I'm like, yep. fuck yeah. yeah. Awesome. I mean, second isn't bad, but no. he, I like that he wants more. Yeah. That's what I like. So that's what it matters. It should matter to you and your family. Don't let other people stress you out. If you have buddies that like to poke and prod and, and kid, it doesn't matter in the yeah. grand scheme of things. So this whole thing's about getting you guys motivated and setting up a goal and doing it. Please let us know, Eddie and I both, please, if you do have a goal and you haven't had one in a while and you're going to go chase it, email me, email Eddie, chris at keyforinktesting.com or eddie at keyforinktesting.com. CC both of us. Let us know what you're doing. I like to know what you guys are doing out there. And then help me see it through with you. Like after you're done with it, email me. Say, here's some pictures. Here's what I did. You know, I did good or I didn't do good. I mean, just let us know. Well, and there's, yeah, there's so many ways to put this together for blue-collar people. Yeah. So sometimes these people, send, like, I have people send these emails to me about bike work. Right. I've been working on bikes for 20 years, A, at a factory level, at an amateur level. I've had some of the top-level kids. I've built their bikes to go to these races. I still learn things from guys that just work on their bikes in their garage. They're self-taught. Like, hey, check this out. I did this. There's, and There's more than one way to skin yeah. a cat. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I love, you know, these people that are in my, that race more than me, you know, that, that do this on a daily pro. I would love to get some of their feedback. Like, Hey, this is what I do. And it seems to work pretty good. Maybe try to incorporate this in your program. I'm not, I'm not a one size. I got all. my own programs, yeah. you know, screw you. I'm going to do what I do. Cause I know that's going to be best. I've learned a lot no. that way too. Like I'm in with testing and people say, Hey, I tried this and I'm like, no shit. If it, yep. I'm like, sounds good. I'm like, I'll try it. I'm like, yeah, it does work. Right. So yeah. you're only as good as what you try as someone that's told right. me. So that's if you 100%. never try anything, you're stuck in that whole thing all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, um, don't forget, email us, let us know how it's going. And, uh, racerxonline.com is the videos. Check back with us and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think about the whole scenario that we're doing over here. Uh, please support our advertisers and our sponsors here on the show. If you guys want to buy some merch, head over to our shop area of our website or email heather at keyforinktesting.com. If you want to yell at her, bitch at her, uh, maybe you didn't get your shirt. I don't know. I'm not in charge of it. She is. So hopefully she <laughs> can handle it all. And if you're a little uh, grom, Aiden, A-D-E-N, at keyforinktesting.com, is Aiden's uh, email because he's getting ready for Loretta's. We're going to be taking off for a couple weeks, so uh, hopefully you guys uh, have a good time and don't miss me too much. We're going to be going to Oklahoma, going to Game Moto, which is Greg Albertson's place, and going to Raynard's. And then on the way home, maybe going to FU facility in Texas, so trying to get some soft dirt training in for Loretta's. For Aiden, also doing some testing, of course. I can't just sit there and do motos. i got to test something, so we'll be doing some stuff. Hopefully helping you guys out. My 350, maybe you'll be picking that up. I might need you to pick that up for me. Um, we'll do a lot more KTM 350 stuff because I'm looking forward to riding that when I get home. Oh, God, I can't wait. You think I should race that at Loretta's? I wish you would race it at Loretta's. Didn't have enough time. Not enough time. I need to, I need to ride it for a good month. Yeah. but I just You know how that place is, and that yeah. it just screams 350. But the good news is I'm racing a YZ450, but... This new one is a lot more nimble than the old one. Yep. And I feel like I got good starts. I pulled two hole shots last year. I just yeah. shit the bed. But I don't think I'll shit the bed as much this year. You were 
Oh, severely burned out oh, for okay. Loretta's last year. I think you're in a way better state right now than you I were. I was telling the uh, the family yesterday on the way home from Glen Helen, I'm not quite in sh- race shape right now. Yep. And Heather's like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, that actually makes me excited. Yep. Because then I'm not going to be blown out by the time I get to Loretta's. Right. So I can you're climb. peak in the right time. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you now. Uh, two weeks. We'll see you two weeks from now. See ya.